Fitness Pro Mentors community, welcome to another episode of the Fitness Pro Mentors podcast. Glenn and I, we are the Minds on Muscle show, and we're committed to helping trainers like you two to three X their income so you can have the time, the freedom, and scale like you deserve. Today, we're going to talk about eight mistakes that veteran trainers, just like we make all the time, so you don't make them and you can make more money. But I think we'll kick today off by talking about Glenn, who works here with me at Strata and is one of the mentors, and he got out of his own way to do some really incredible stuff. So, Glenn, how have you gotten out of your own way? It's funny because this conversation started with Brandon saying, Glenn, how are you doing tonight? I said, fantastic. He asked me why, and I told him, he's like, save it, save it, save it for the show. I feel like I've had probably the most impactful week of my life, both on clients and the people that I work with. On Saturday, we did our first in-person seminar here at Strata, and it's been, I guess, over almost over two years, I suppose, since we did our last one. Uh, I was a little bit nervous. I haven't presented in person in a while. Talking to camera at home, no problem. I was a little bit nervous in person. We had 10 people sign up. Uh, four showed up in person. And then we had two more come online. Of the people that were there, I think five of them were already current clients. One of yours, the doctor, Shada, if I'm not mistaken, yes. was there. Lovely woman. And then uh, four returning clients. One of mine, three of a gentleman named Eric's. Um, and so I was a little, I was a little disappointed because I'm like, okay, maybe we could generate some business here, but that's okay. Like, we'll just deliver an awesome presentation. I've been preparing for it all week, so I was excited. Did the presentation, went really, really well. And right by the end, wouldn't you know it, two people came and they said, we're so sorry, we got a time mix up, we thought it was 11. And I was a little bummed out because these people don't, don't come to Strata, they would have been new potential clients, and they didn't get to get the new information that might have changed their lives. So at the end of the presentation, I thanked everyone for coming. People um, who were our current clients wanted to chat. I said, give me just five minutes. I want to speak to these other people that came and see how they're doing. Spoke for these ladies for, two, for about five minutes, and they had apparently heard of us before. They knew someone that came here. Even though they're disappointed about not seeing the presentation, they really liked how warm they felt in the gym and the facility and said, you know what, we'd love to book a couple consultations with you. So these two people came in because of our website and because of our referrals from previous clients, because of what the marketing we do in the community, essentially, these people were ready to come and meet with us and see what we could do for them. And, and that was awesome. And so we set those two up for this week. And then on top of that, these people that came in well, it turns out that these people were like thinking about getting back with their trainer, who's someone here, and it turns out that one of them was ready to go. And they're like, great, like I'm so happy I won their free consultation uh, and report of findings. And what I'm doing with her is I'm gonna essentially do it, talk to the trainer, we're gonna come up with an action plan together and she's gonna come back in his systems. We got a resurrection out of it, which is absolutely beautiful. And I, I can keep going. I don't wanna go on too much here because I could keep going, but two more, I got another referral for two more clients because a, a chiropractor that I've been speaking with for the past month, who now actually sees me to train because she liked the process so much, actually referred me to people. One person to network, who's a doctor at Southlake, which is awesome. It's our local hospital, hospital which are, are hard for personal trainers to get, to be honest. It's really hard to get those doctor referrals. And someone else, who I spoke to on the phone yesterday, who's actually also going to come in for another consultation with another one of our trainers after I decided, you know, it's probably not be a good fit for me, but this person's going to be perfect. So just like being able to help people this week, both like new people coming in and potential clients and my teammates here, Strata feels amazing. And on top of that, I just had one of my clients say to me, you know what, Glenn, what have we been doing for the past week? My knee hasn't felt this great in years. And that feels awesome as well. Additionally to that, I had a couple clients, I had one cl new client return 
from um, vacation in, in Vancouver, and he said, listen, my wife wants to start working with you. We just started penciling in three hours a week together, and I had another person this morning who was a referral from you and Strata, who loved what she saw on the website, came in, and now she wants to start twice a week too. So like for me, cumulatively, I've added one, two, three, four, five, six, seven hours to my schedule this week, which pretty much tops me out beyond what I can do, right? It's gonna be a fun little ball juggle I gotta do, and I was able to get one, two, three referrals from my teammates here. So, I mean, I know this has been a lot, but for me, and this has just been an amazing week. What did I forget? Three resurrections. That's right. And three, so it's just been like... So seven hours, three referrals, and then three resurrections, all from two efforts that Glenn has been doing consistently using the FPM systems at Strata. And, you know, this is a big thing I really hope that people listening take home and get is that it's like the, the story of the bamboo plant. Maybe you've heard this before, maybe you haven't. The story of the bamboo plant is you've got to plant these seeds and water them and go out of them every day for two years. And it doesn't look like much is happening. But then over the course of six weeks, the bamboo plant shoots up 40 feet in the air. It's ready for a growth spurt. And the question is, did that happen over the course of six weeks or two years? And the answer is it happened over two years. I spent the time learning and growing, implementing these strategies. And yes, I had some awesome short-term progress, but now I am seeing amazing long-term progress for myself and the people around me. So I'm just really, really stoked to be talking about this stuff today, especially the mistakes that veteran trainers make that's losing them money because, I mean, these are things that I'm a veteran trainer and I started fixing these things over the past year and it's made a huge impact for my business, Brandon. So I love this. So honestly, like Glenn is consistently challenging himself and we are advocating that all of you, you trainers do it mm. because the truth is... I say one more thing? Yeah. I also got a lovely email from Brandon yesterday talking about a client who saw me working with another one of my clients who has... Um, a little bit of damage in his brain and he needs someone who's a little bit more patient and takes the time with him and that email warmed my heart. And I didn't tell you thank you for sending that because I just read it this morning but just seeing that as well. I'm like, when, other, when you do it and you notice your growth, that's great. When other people email and tell you that you're growing, you know that you're doing something right. So I think that, and I'm glad to hear that. I mean, honestly, you're doing a great job and thank this is the thing you. that we need to share with all of you is regardless of Glenn's victories, these are all things that you can do. Glenn has got out of his own way and is challenging himself consistently. And so one of the things that I've worked really hard to do and he is listening and doing and implementing is truthfully, if you do these eight things we're going to talk about today to get out of your own way as a veteran high-level trainer, you can make more money, get more people in front of you faster without spending a lot of money and a lot of effort. There's effort making the change to challenge yourself. But this is what I love. He's crushing it you can do it too. And we got a ton of students that have amazing victories right now. We got one new student that joined and within two days, got a new client, which is sick. And then another student got rid of a safety blanket job that she had. And she is now going full bore entrepreneur. And the truth is with all these things, Glenn's clients helping the team out, uh, Jessica going full entrepreneur, uh, Dan getting a client within two days. I mean, all of this is because of what we're going to talk about today. Today, eight things that we're going to smash in a nice, concise, beautiful podcast for you that veterans do, trainers do, that limit their growth and are potentially, is potentially stopping you from making money. So the first one I want to talk about is being a generalist over an expert. And we have talked about this a ton of times before, but the truth is if you want to create an offer, right? If you think about personal training it is a one-on-one -on -one offer, there is a done with you style service. There's specific parameters with time and a specific expectation that you're going to provide a result in that individual's body. They're going to feel better, move better, weight loss, hypertrophy, whatever it is, whatever it is. You can be a high level technician and be brilliant like this guy and like everyone else on the gym floor. But the truth is, if you are a brilliant generalist, you will get busy. 
you will never make expert level consulting level rates. And getting over $100 an hour becomes extremely, extremely difficult when you are trying to serve everyone and you are battling for the commodity sector. I would encourage you to pick an expertise and focus on it that no one else is doing. And that's what I've done, Strata's done, Glenn has done, and this business has done. We stand out so much in our town that we get consistent leads for a specific problem. And if people don't have that specific problem, that's okay. They go elsewhere, but guess what? They pay less because the people they're going to see are just like everyone else. And we're not like everyone else. And so for you, if you're trying to serve everyone and you're worried about leaving money on the table, you will not if you focus on a niche, a market, a rowboat that absolutely needs you. That, and that's what I was going to say is there's a difference between being a generalist and an expert. And this is between being, uh, sorry, marketing as a generalist and then marketing as being an expert in an area. And I think that's really what Brandon's talking about here is that at the end of the day, when it comes down to personal training, what we're trying to do is apply force to anatomy and physics. That's what we're doing. And if you understand physiology, anatomy, and physics really, really well, you can work with anyone. And that's a hallmark of a veteran trainer. The mistake you're, make, you're making is how you are putting yourself out there in your marketing efforts. Doesn't mean you're gonna say no to clients who are 25 years old who wanna gain muscle if you're marketing to the 65-year-old crowd that wants to get rid of pain and discomfort. You're not gonna say no to those people. All we're saying is, is when you have a laser-focused market people that you are marketing yourself to that you tell them you're the expert in and you can show that over time in your marketing, you're going to get way busier, way quicker than those people who are generalists, hands down. I mean, the key is don't speak to everyone, speak to someone. And if you have a market, if you've got a broad market, like one of our students has a gym with a lot of members and an incredible opportunity there, you need to practice speaking to different people at one time because you speak to like a little bit. If you just say like, hey, here are the common mistakes in this area around exercise in general, you're not going to get anybody. You say, here are the common mistakes that people make when they're trying to grow more muscle. Here are the common mistakes that people do when they're trying to lose weight. Here are the common mistakes when people are struggling with pain and they exercise. And all of a sudden, you speak to a very specific demographic with a specific problem. So listen, I made this mistake at the beginning of Strata and as soon as I stopped, we started growing a ton faster. Don't be a generalist, be an expert. Absolutely. Brent, I can't add anything else to that. Let's move on to another point. Let's just keep crushing this. Well, why don't you do one, man? What do you okay. do? Okay. This is a huge one, and I've been guilty of this in the past, and it's a huge one for me. Now that made a big difference was tracking my key performance indicators, tracking the metrics that really tell me what the health of my business is and if what I'm doing is working or not working. When I started tracking my metrics, what I learned for me, presentations is killer. Every time I do a presentation, I usually get at least one client. As you can see from the uh, monologue, if you will, that I said at the beginning, this time, what, four, three resurrections plus three or four new clients. I can't even keep track of all of it. And that is because experts uh, speaking in front of a crowd, being charismatic, talking to people, answering questions, making them feel warm and welcome, being personable, this is my super power. And I do it well. And once I realize, okay, by looking at my numbers, I realize that doing the presentations is what worked. I'm just going to focus on doing that. And that's why I do now one a month at Stratus because I know that if I went from having absolutely no one in my schedule and I need to refill today, if I moved across the country, I would just set up as many presentations as I can around the country and network with other professionals, which has also been really fruitful for me. And that I can guarantee would get me busy within six months. 
I can get by for six months doing that. And I'm not talking about like get by for six months and then like be average and making some money. I mean, talking about back to eight, eight to 10 K months. That is what I can do. If you just let me do presentations and network. And that's what I'm focusing on now. I mean, honestly, with this particular thing, like just around presentations and tracking, I'd say one before Glenn started. And I, I couldn't imagine what the number is now. I checked it out. Our KPIs, we had $120,000 per year of reoccurring revenue for sure. between it's got, it's up for sure. But between all the trainers in here, uh, reoccurring revenue for at least four plus years. And that was from me doing the same kind of presentation campaign idea. The truth is if you get in front of people like Glenn is and you get one high quality client, two or three, and then some resurrections, the community building aspect, the message aspect, and frankly, the expert status you provide, is just top notch on the KPI tracking thing. I will say this is that you need to be tracking your numbers, but there is a, a way that we're discussing KPIs to try and make things a little bit simple in the mentorship right now, more simple. And we're trying to get everyone to focus on is what is your conversation to conversion metric or connection to conversion metric. And so if someone you have, and then between these, there's two different types. There are inbound quality leads and outbound leads. So an inbound lead is like a referral. And what I love for our students to know is if you get 10 phone calls, people saying, Hey, Glenn, you are great. How many of those 10 people can you convert to paying clients? Truth is it should be at least eight because if someone calls you and says, I heard you're great. I want to spend money on you. They've already vetted your price, your product, your message. They have proof of concept from someone in front of them. Your job is not to mess it up. The thing about inbound leads, truthfully, is it's a limited number. Uh, you're only going to get so many of them because you're only going to have so many people in front of you who are advocating and referring for you. And your business as a one-on-one -on -one trainer is radius dependent. There needs to be a specific distance between you and those people. And if they're too far away, they won't come see you. So inbound leads are going to be limited. Now outbound is a whole different beast. If you go talk to 10 random people that you don't know of those 10 people, how many can you get in for a sales meeting and how many can you convert? And truth is for me, and Glenn very much so, I think around this, for my, for me, if I talk to 10 random people, I can get two people to convert. Doesn't sound impressive, but that 10 number is exponential. I can truthfully go out and talk to 100 people. And so if you know you need 20 clients, and if you talk to 10, you can get two people. That means we just gotta go talk to 100 people. And if you talk to 100 people, you'll get 20 clients. And here's what's beautiful about this. Yes, it's 100 people. Yes, it is a KPI. Truth is though, if you know that number, you can aim towards it and you can get to your marker faster. And this is where honestly, as a trainer, you really only need 25, 30 awesome clients over hundred dollars and you're making hundred thousand dollars a year. So those numbers that outbound and that inbound conversation to conversion KPI, I think is absolutely brilliant and it's super simple and you can follow it too. I know so many personal trainers who've told me I'm not a big numbers person, right? I don't get numbers. And they dismiss the whole idea of key performance indicators. This really comes back down to um, something that we had spoken about in a, in a previous podcast, which is forget these ideas about who you think you are and your identity. Sometimes these, these ways we're thinking about ourselves are the things that end up holding us back. When I started working on my beliefs about like my worth as a personal trainer and how I felt about numbers, my business changed. And I now am someone who can track my numbers consistently, understand what they mean and use them powerfully because I took that time. If you asked me five years ago, I'd be like, I'm not a numbers person. I'm just not going to bother with it. And truthfully, I probably wouldn't be where I am today if I wasn't tracking my numbers and knowing my in-band, outbound leads and my conversion ratios and all that kind of stuff. So if you're thinking like, hey, I'm just not a numbers person. It's not something I grasp easily. Just got to work on it a little bit harder. But once you've got that skill, the great news is it's there for life. And that's a skill that you need to have, not just as a fitness professional to know your numbers, but like as a life professional. If you can end up saving yourself tens and thousands of dollars over your lifetime because you actually know how to follow a budget or know how to use that, 
You're laughing. You're laughing. Love it. So point number three, and we are going to bang these out because honestly, we are on a bit of a time crunch because I accidentally uploaded the first live in the wrong section. So we're going to crush these things. But first, uh, dispersing your attention in your business. And so this is actually a really big one because a lot of trainers see what other trainers, other business owners are doing. And I will tell you that I have fallen to the perils of this myself when I was younger, although Dave Friday told me I just had to go through one of those seasons, which I thought was really interesting. But the truth is, if you are not making the kind of money you want with your one-on-one -on -one service, your primary business, you can not focus on anything else. You have to focus on fixing that problem and identifying where the bottleneck is. Because if you add a new service, new product, new idea, new business to your world, you are literally dispersing attention and just blanketing a problem. And you might be able to go, oh, well, I can make a little bit more money by taking this job on the side to make a little bit over here. You're dispersing your attention. Oh, I really want to become an instructor, an educator for this program. That would be super cool. That would help me do X, Y, and Z. It won't help you grow your personal training business. You have to focus on the one thing that's in front of you. And when it's in front of you, if you've got a business and your business has muscle system work, personal training work, and then a gym membership, great. You need to focus on one message, one product, one thing, and figure out how to get people in the door first. And then one people, once people are in the door, figure out their final destination and where to go from there. I will be honest with you. The only reason why Fitness Pro Mentors even exists is because Strata is self-contained at this point where we get consistent referrals without me having to put a lot of work in. And those referrals are dispersed because we've got system and people in place to make sure that those people get transferred around and whoever helps to convert someone from a client, sorry, from a prospect to a client, they get financially reimbursed from it. So my hands are off there a little bit, which is nice. My own personal business with my own clients. I have a reoccurring revenue model based up with the volume of people I have where it basically takes care of itself. And so my clients don't require a ton of effort for me to maintain that business. The business doesn't require a high amount of effort to maintain it, giving me the time each week up to about 10 hours each week to work on Fitness Pro Mentors as a second model. Theoretically on the outside, it looks like I'm doing two different things. And truth is I am doing two different things, but one of those planets is self-contained and is orbit and only requires visiting once in a while, so to speak. Well, Fitness Pro Mentors, I can put more time in. So the reason why I would say this is because if you're looking at what I'm doing and you're looking at what Glenn's doing between mentorship stuff and working on his personal training business, don't do that yet. If you are not 100% solid with consistent clients. And truth is, if you just got to the busy client place, don't abandon it. Because now we have to get through the retention thing. If you can't maintain those hours for like two or three years, don't change your rates, don't change your business, don't add new services unless it's gonna help support that retention. You need to focus on that one thing. The number of times I've seen people disperse their attention and they're over here and they're over here and they're over here and they're over here and they're flying to over here and they're doing this, you'll make some money. The truth is you won't make the most amount of money and you won't be happy. You will be stressed because your time will be far too divided and it's not going to be beneficial. Everybody, make an asterisk on this next one here. Ruthlessly attack your bottlenecks. Do you not know where your bottlenecks are? It's because you're not tracking your KPIs. Your KPIs, your metrics are going to tell you where you're doing well and where you're not doing well. If you're speaking to hundreds of people and no one's coming in to have a, a sales call with you or a triage call on the phone, then you know you got to change something in your conversations when you're talking to people. If people are getting on the phone with you but they're not coming in for consultations, that's a thing you have to work on. If you're getting tons of consultations but no one's converting to buying an assessment or getting training, that's your bottleneck. If you're training with clients, you can't retain them. You know you got a product issue and you've got to examine that. But you won't know these things unless you're tracking, unless you're getting that feedback. Track your KPIs, figure out where you're not doing well, ruthlessly attack that business growth, repeat 
the cycle. Love it, man. Love it. Love it. So, confusing science-based jargon. I think this one is extremely simple, and Tom Purvis sums it up very well, is think science but speak client. I am a purveyor, purveyor of nerdy things. I love it. I consistently am trying to learn more. Evan Pycon, who was on our podcast last week, by the way, check it out. It was one of my favorite episodes I've done. It was a science blast of information of stuff that was just far over my head. But at the same time, I loved it because it felt like I was back in the science world learning something that just totally blew my mind. But the things he talked about were at an academic and jargon level that not one of my clients would care about. They would be impressed. They might find it interesting. But the truth is, you have to find a way to take advanced concepts and things and break it down to client language. Now, here's the tougher part. Once you know how to talk about post-activation potentiation and client language, how do you break it down to prospect language? How do you break it down from the features and benefits to what it means to talk about post-activation potentiation or whatever phenomenon you want to talk about? Because pain science and short-term and long-term potentiation and nociception and understanding the science and understanding between peripheral and central nervous system, I don't care what it is. In your advertising and promotion, how you talk about those things, they have to be so simplified that it can be fit into a headline or one or two sentences. Very simple. I will make this extremely concise. Don't over-science anything. Save your science for when people come in and they've given you some money and then you impress them with another layer of information showcasing that you actually know your stuff. But truth is, I barely talk about any of my science until people are in the third session with me because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It does matter. But it doesn't matter at the very beginning. I've got nothing to add. I know it's perfectly concise, and I don't think I have to jumble that up. On to the next one. Let's do it. Beautiful. I think that this is a mistake that a lot of excess professionals make. It's kind of set it and forget it mentality, which is not reassessing the client's goals and reassessing the professional relationship. Tell me if this sounds familiar. You're working out with someone, you're training them. Maybe you do packages because I know a lot of trainers do. We don't here, and we've talked about another, uh, that, excuse me, we talk about why in other episodes, but we'll leave that for another time. Let's say you're doing a package of 20 sessions. Session number 18 or 19, you know it's time to have that renewal conversation. How many times have you heard, you know what, I'll get back to you after, uh, after our last session. Never see that client ever again. What's happening here? The client doesn't see value, and they're not sticking around with you. And one of the ways you can continue to deliver value and make sure the client's getting what they need is to constantly reassess their physical body and their capabilities and also to reassess the relationship to make sure it still works for them. Here at Strana, we don't do these long-term contracts and sell lots of sessions. We actually just go session by session, week by week, and we're always asking, making sure with our clients, hey, is everything going well for you in a professional relationship? Are you getting what you need? Are you seeing the value? Is there something that we could be doing differently that you think would be making this work better for you? And by not pushing anyone to ever have to see us and always making sure that we're delivering value, we have probably the highest retention rate, I want to say, in all of our town. If not, I'm willing to say all of Ontario. I think our retention rate is crazy bananas here because our clients get exactly what they need and they never feel pushed into a corner. If a client of mine says, hey, I, I feel like I, I could start doing more on my own. I want to see you twice a week. I say, great. Why don't we just do once a week for the next month? And if that goes great, we can take it down to once every two weeks. Does that work for you? That sounds great. And let's try that. That's awesome. Because instead of that client going 
going somewhere else, never seeing me again, canceling the membership at Stratix, they feel awkward seeing me, they're going to stay in my schedule. And by reassessing their body and always knowing where they're at on a periodic basis, I know I'm always giving the right exercise they need to feel their best, to move their best, and to show them, hey, you were here four months ago, look how far you've come, here's what I'm thinking moving forward, how's that sound to you? That sounds great, Glenn. Awesome. Is anything going to change about our frequency right now? If anything else needs to change, please let me know. I'd love to, to, to know. Actually, Glenn, this is great. Let's keep going. I say, awesome. Let's move forward. But we handle that as we need to. And because of that, our retention is amazing. We keep clients around. They're satisfied. Literally, everybody wins. Everybody. Talking about like kind of like some business language. I mean, what we're talking about is an adjustable sales cycle because the truth is there's kind of two ways that things go with this idea. And that's where what Glenn's talking about it makes a lot of sense from a business end. It makes sense too. personal training is done kind of in two senses where there is either an open ended kind of contract where people come in and they're just like a placeholder puppy and you go, go You're every Tuesday at 10 o'clock. Great. Let's keep this going. The problem is that relationship. There's really like no reassessment of how things are going. Like even just kind of like making sure the objectives are being met. And then second, there's an actual contract of like, this is a six month, three times a week contract with an amortized payment of six months to 12 months, whatever it is. And so, um, with those, there are kind of weaknesses and strengths, right? The contract, you get a fixed amount of income for a period of time, which is dandy. The open-ended contract, you can have a longer period of time. Now, if you kind of have like this, I'm going to say verbal contract, not written contract, that we're going to do a reassessment every three months or six months, it gives both you and the client an open-ended contract, so to speak, more literally speaking, of knowing that things are going to change at this point. But that change is based off of both the emotions in the individual, their fundamental objectives, as Greg Max likes to say, and then as well as the data that you have, so that way you can provide an educated and informed decision of what the next part of the sales cycle can be. And it's cool because instead of being like, hey, you know what, we're gonna continue with three times a week, and the guy's like, you know what, I really can't afford that. You can have that conversation up front and be like, hey, no problem. We'll tell you what, instead of doing three times a week for three months, why don't we go to one and a half per week, so to speak. We do that one and a half week for six months and then we reassess from there. And that helps us have very long retention rates, uh, which is great because ultimately we're constantly adjusting the relationship based off of what the individual needs and or wants and or can afford. So I think this is a huge one. It's probably like my biggest pet peeve with most trainers and I grind it into everyone that works here and uh, it works. You know, on that note, well, similar but different, kind of moving on to another point is if clients do leave you and you're having a hard time with retention, like getting value out of, out of value proposition aside, one of the other big, I think, mistakes that we see with people is they only really market when they feel like they need clients. And this becomes an issue and a problem because consistency, consistency is huge for building what we call as expert status. If you are known as the go-to business that services this kind of person in your area, that is what keeps those high quality leads and referrals coming in. If you're not consistently, in some degree or another, stirring that pot, adding more spices and cooking up that meal, that well is gonna run dry. It's just not gonna happen. So one of the things that we do amazingly here, even when we feel like we are all pretty full, is we still make an effort to do marketing. Even though I'm full right now, I'm still gonna be doing monthly seminars because either I'm gonna help other people get busy or we're gonna continue delivering and letting our community, hey, know we're here. Even though I'm pretty full and I run the Facebook page, I'm gonna still keep doing the Facebook page because I know that it's a great similar for our current clients to add value, but also for people that were still warming up to the idea of working with us. You can't have your marketing be on an on or off switch. It's more like a tap. You, if you're really full and your business is great, you can't possibly handle more clients, happy problem. You might turn that tap down a little bit, but there's still flow going out of that tap. 
so that when you take on another trainer or you yourself need more clients, you can just adjust that tap and turn it up again and do more marketing efforts and put in more energy to it so that you can bring those clients in who are ready and start getting in front of more eyeballs. Yeah, this is a big one. That's Huge. a big one. Uh, it drives me nuts too. And it kind of actually leads into, we've only got two more points, which is six for question. This, this is really good. Uh, but it leads into the next point, which is another one for me. And it's uh, not leveraging systems for outreach. And so hear me out on this. So one of the things I do for FPM is I try to talk to trainers like you who are listening. And I reach out to you on Instagram, Facebook. And I honestly, I'm, I'm always interested in just making connections and learning more about what people are doing to grow their business. And I will say that kind of Glenn alluded to earlier, people, there's a lot of consistency where someone's like, okay, I need more clients. I'm getting slower because I've got some clients who have some joint replacements coming up. So I'll have some hours free. So I need some hours. So I'm going to start posting on social media and they start putting some things on social media and they do the features and benefits train where they're like, Hey, here's the thing that I do. And this is what it does. And it's so great by my thing. And it's called this and it's certified by this company. And that's all fantastic. If you're going to do those things, I mean, that's fine. But the truth is posting and ghosting or posting and hoping it turns into something is a ridiculous phenomenon. Like ultimately it's not going to be successful. And that's where I would say that almost everyone I know who does this and I talk to uh, doesn't have a lot of success. And if they have a success, they get two or three people and they go, ah, oh, it's a win. But the truth is it's not reproducible and it's not consistent. Um, Strata gets consistently around double digit leads per month. And it's from these multiple efforts all kind of coming together. So very simple. Like say you want to work on getting more people in front of you. What you need to do is make sure that you know what is the goal and who is the person that I'm talking to. Are these resurrection calls? Are these brand new outreach prospects? Who am I talking to? Then you need to make sure that you in your mind or at least written down have definitive steps of what will happen each time a person communicates with you. So if you go talk to someone and depending on how the conversation goes, if you can categorize the conversation being cold, warm, or hot, that cold, warm, or hot conversation should lean, lead to a different system. So if someone's cold, you should slowly massage that relationship with a different conversation frequency and less jargon and less words over time to try and pull them into your lead farm a community. If they were warmer, it might be an opportunity to talk about a potential lead magnet that might get them excited to build a know, like, and trust factor, and then lead them into the next value proposition, the next offering of free, high quality, irresistible stuff like a triage call or something else. That lead magnet might also work for the cold lead, but at the same time, that cold lead might not be as interested. So it might not be necessarily time for that, but you got that in your back pocket. And then the hot lead you have a conversation with and you go, okay, great. That This means that now that we're having this conversation, we're going to go here and then here. And if you don't have those definitive steps in place, it makes it really, really hard to have conviction with any conversation because if you don't have a definitive place for people to end up, prospects, different temperatures, different interest levels, how can you have any sort of conviction around what are you going to do next? Because if you know where the conversation could go and it's always it's going this way or this way, you can easily feel confidence with talking to the person about what they're struggling with and knowing that if they're going to give you money or not, you can help them out. And people can sense that. People can sense that if you're coming from a genuine place. If you're insecure about talking to someone and you don't know where it goes, it's going to show. And so simple steps like talk to person, conversation, pain funnel, lead magnet, community, and then sales call is like a six or seven step process that you can know that people are going to go through. And then when you've got your KPIs, like Lynn was talking about, you can track to see where people are and people don't fall through the cracks. 
That simple idea is reproducible. Um, I've actually got Ruben Dreiger coming on, who's got an online business this Friday that I'm interviewing, and we're going to talk about something that he calls the loop method, which is how he has a conversation on social media, uses what he calls a value piece, which we adopted in FPM, and then how he puts that into a sales call. It's a very simple process about no like, and trust. And I think it's brilliant, and it's a simple three-step system that pretty much anybody can understand. So the truth is, you want to get busier, dandy, pick your medium, but make sure you also know that the medium you're using to communicate with people goes somewhere. I love it. I think we'll just wrap it off with this last point here. And this may be a little bit more of a Glenn thing because I'm sure a lot of other people are okay, but some of you won't be. So that we'll, we'll talk about it. Not taking care of your own health and not taking care of your own well-being is going to play a role because what happens as a veteran trainer, you take on more and more responsibility in your life. And if you don't take care of yourself, that responsibility will weigh on you. You can only run on five hours of sleep for so long. You can only run on junk food for so long before that thing comes crashing down. Your mental clarity goes, your energy goes, your physical prowess goes. And as a result of that, your clients get poor sessions, your marketing takes a dip, you can't focus on meetings, everything starts falling through the cracks. You have to still maintain a level of health and wellness. And on top of that, what you could also throw in there, I'm gonna put this out there because it's been literally the thing that's been on my mind is, when you grow and you take care of yourself, everything else is gonna grow. If you are a happy, healthy person, everything else in your life is gonna start getting better and it's gonna be happier and healthier. If you're someone who's not taking care of themselves and is frustrated, upset, and angry all the time, like sure, you might have some business success, but you're not gonna have a life that you enjoy. And then what's the point? You gotta take care of your health. Keep getting your at least seven hours a night, keep drinking your water, get your fruits and your veggies, get your protein in, Take some time for yourself at the end of the day because you do need to be centered. You do need to have that and that's going to help you feel your best so you can be your best and have your business explode, improve by two or three times, get smashed loaded, as Brandon would say. I think there's some interesting like discourse with this because I think the main thing around the health idea for me is like making sure that you have autonomized and made specific components of your life around healthy so automatic and so consistent that you don't have to necessarily think about it. Hmm. Like for me, Monday through, I know what I'm eating Monday through Friday every day for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, snacks, everything's completely routine. So that way, Monday through Friday when I'm at work and I'm in entrepreneur mode, food is a non-issue. Weekend, same kind of thing. Sleeping, I go to bed at the same time and I wake up at the same time. And that takes the stress of knowing when I'm going to go to sleep off the table. As soon as it's 9.30, things start to shut down. I would throw this out there and I'm happy to, to have conjecture around this for anyone. I would say that you got to make sure that you have your, your physical body health lined up and make sure that you have the main things in place because if you are healthy, it will show in your business. I do think that I have seen a lot of people get into the... I'm waking up an extra hour early to do this large hour long routine of I'm scheduling this, doing this, doing this, doing this. And I've seen that take away from success because people are focused on spending an extra five hours each week on doing, I'm not trying to poke at you with no, this. No, but I, I can see myself in it. I know you're not poking at me. Yeah, I yeah. see myself but in like it. But like people wake up and, and like I know you meditate, which is great. I know some people who wake up for an hour and they're like, okay, I'm going to meditate for 20 minutes. I'm going to write out my gratitude list. I'm going to do my prayers in the morning because they're religious, which is nothing wrong with that. And they do all these things and it's a five hour thing in the morning where they're up between five and six and they're doing this like hour of gratitude each day, which 
is more about a mental exercise, which is great, but the exponential benefit of that uh, mental exercise, uh, the aggregate effect is not as beneficial as if they were to take that time and put it towards something else. So if you're someone who needs that thing, I am not telling you to not do those things. But I will say that I have seen people with a tremendous amount of potential slow down their success by putting way too many of these pillars in place that slow down their progress, if that makes sense. So there's a difference, in my opinion, between meditating for 15 minutes to get your head in the right space to make, like crush your day versus people who are like, okay, I'm taking, I'm taking an hour. Like I've seen a lot of this lately where there's like, they wake up in the morning, they take an hour to do X, Y, and Z. And they're like, okay, I am, it's dance hour between 12 and one o'clock. You know, you see these people on Instagram and they're doing like their gratitude dance in the middle of the day and all that stuff. And that all of a sudden turns into 10 hours of stuff. So for me, it's always about how do I make sure if I'm gonna do some sort of routine in my week, that the aggregate effect of it is going to have an exponential benefit or help me focus on something else. And so here's a great example. I'll give you one more. I don't meditate and I don't make the room for my, I don't put that effort to put that in my schedule. But what I do is I try to go into what I call a mental flow mode, which I do in my teaching every week. And I do when I play drums. And that flow mode, if you've ever played a high level sport or a sport in general where you're playing and you're not at a breath and you're not thinking about anything and you're in the moment experiencing that moment, there's that flow that you have of being in that moment and you, you're doing things that you're not even conscious of, but you're aware of what you're doing. You're thinking about the next step, but at the same time you're not exactly. And for me, when I go into flow mode, I, so to speak, get better mentally and I feel relief and feel mentally strong. And to me, that's a meditation. And why I love that is that form of flow mode meditation helps me in other settings because I enter into flow mode like right now, so many times in the week that when I go into flow mode, I have more control and I feel also way more relief by being in that moment and way more present. So my form of meditation is something that's a little bit different than the traditional sitting there and meditating idea, if that makes sense. I'll say one final thing because I think we could go down this route for a while. I think a question to ask yourself is like, is that stuff that you're doing, is that becoming a crutch? And if it's becoming a crutch, it's time to reevaluate. Yeah. Because I know, so like a quick example, quick example, and this goes for like 99% of the population, coffee is a crutch. If, you don't if I don't wake up in the morning, I don't have caffeine right away, I'm not the same. And my day is going to suck. That and that's that, 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 that one's that, fine. Yeah, but that's a crutch. And like, I don't meditate every morning. I, I meditate some mornings. Some mornings I do not. Um, but the more things in your life that become like, I must have this in order to feel a certain way or in order to be X, Y, Z, you've added more crutches to your life. And I know some business people that say, I love people that have crutches because it means I have way more leverage in every situation than they do when it comes to negotiating and marketing and all that kind of stuff. So the fewer yes. crutches that you have in your life, things that you must do in order to function or to get a certain way, the better off you're going to be, which is why I think um, automate, automating kind of like your food makes sense, but also like automating business practices and marketing. Because now we don't have to think about that so much anymore. It's just systems. something that we do. Systems. systems. Save your systems. Save for. Syst I say this to everybody. Systems stand for save yourself some time, energy, and money. If it becomes automatic, you're good to go. I'm, go I'm systems. done. Glenn out. And he's out. Oh, and he flipped oh, the table. Fudge. Ooh. Are we okay? Sorry, and we're good. So, hey, everyone. So, what we're going to do now is we're going to do our pick of the week, and then we are going to wrap up. Glenn doesn't have one, so I'm going to make him. You're going you go first, first anyway. Nope. Glenn, okay. what is your pick of the week? My pick of the week is going to be doing presentations. Doing presentations are the best way 
to get better at marketing. And I say that for a number of different reasons. You have to get better at promoting events and speaking to people and talking to people. That's number one. Number two, you have to get better at communication, explaining things, things simply that you would otherwise have in a jargony kind of way. Number three, you have to get better at creating promotional materials, Instagram posts, um, events on Facebook, all that kind of stuff. So you get a better eye for creation and design. Number four, you have to get better at talking to people because all these people that come to your presentation, you have to learn to talk to them, to pain funnel, get them in for a consultation. It really ties together all the different aspects of marketing that there are to learn to be very, very successful. One of the first things that we're doing now is helping people create presentations because it's such a powerful tool to learn everything else. And guess what? You don't like public speaking. You don't like any of that stuff. That's absolutely fine. You'll learn it. You'll learn it. And you know what? First time might not be as smooth as you want. Second time, much smoother. By the time you've done six months of presentations, you are going to be a lead generating, public speaking, content creating, people talking machine. My pick of the week, presentations. I might be biased, but presentations. Beautiful. So I got a pick of the week too, but give we're going to give Rob a shout out. Where's my little ad the broadcast? Boom. Rob is, uh, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, Rob's going to crush it with FPM soon, and I'm really excited about it because he's awesome, and he's got a lot of wisdom and super smart, and he asked some great questions about the Evan PyCon episode. So by the way, if you guys are watching this, please get your questions in so Glenn and I can answer them because we honestly want to uh, share everything that you guys are because I oh, love yeah. the community. So my pick of the week is sort of like a step back thing Glenn and I used to talk about quite a bit, and it's in the video streaming world like we're doing right now. And there's a company called Elgato that I am just like a huge, huge fan of. Um, Glenn did a pick of the week a while ago. I've done it where I've got the stream deck here which is what I use to change these scenes like this. Um, Elgato is just consistently creating new technology to help people who are doing video streams. And it is 100% geared towards the gamer, which is super cool for what we are doing. Because if you're going to create any sort of video content for your community or your website, you can invest in some gear like I have for here. And you can push one or two buttons and you can make a really, really high quality video. I had an RTS instructor ask me to do a testimonial for them yesterday for the RTS Resistance Training Specialist Program. It took me five minutes, I pushed the button, pressed record, boom, sent it off, and it was done. Saved me a huge amount of time. But Elgato is consistently creating tech that just makes life easier. They've got a couple, they got this new thing where it's like a little foot, it's a foot plates, foot plate switchboard. So I can put it on the ground, use my foot to adjust like which scene that you're using so we can do this without having to use my hands, which is super cool. Anyway, if you're looking to add lighting to your setup, tech to make your life more easy, um, really just have like a cool experience when you use your computer or you just want shortcuts to go to different websites, uh, definitely recommend checking out Elgato. Super awesome stuff. But everyone, um, it was a lot of fun. It was. I was going to say I have Elgato as well. And I hotkey not just editing, uh, not just this stuff here, but I have hotkeys for when I edit my videos uh, for, for YouTube and for Strata. And I also have hotkeyed for just like open my Gmail, open my Google, open my this. You can hotkey anything and it actually saves you tons of time. It's well worth a $200 investment. So everyone, Fitness Pro Mentors Podcast, it was a pleasure having you on. Honestly, we love doing this and we wanna make sure that you're getting all the information that you need. So if you're watching this now or in the future, comment below what you liked about this episode. Please let us know what we can talk about in the future because we wanna provide all the best content. Fitness MBA helping you two to three extra business. Look at those traps. Everyone have a great day. And way more jacked than you think. <laughs> Like seriously though, way more jack than you think. No, don't get at yourself, Brandon.